Welcome to Emil Franzing's Voices of the West, dedicated to the principle that America was better off when our TV shows featured cowboys instead of lawyers. Yes, indeed, that is extremely true. And, uh, yes, indeed. Indeed. Uh, no, no, and I haven't even started yet. <laughs> <laughs> Drinking? <laughs> You're right. Uh, welcome again, everybody, to another edition of Emil Franzi's Voices of the West. I'm Harry Alexander. Bunker de France is here. I certainly am. Todd Roberts in Los Angeles. I certainly Hello, am. Hello, gentlemen. And our guest for today is the lovely and talented Susan McRae. The one and only. The one and only Susan McRae. Howdy, Susan. Well, hello there. Yes. Uh, yes. Uh, By the way, for those of you who may not know, Susan is a casting director. Uh, She's also a radio host and... A producer, an entrepreneur. She's an author as well. And we're going to be talking about her uh, latest book here in just a few moments. But first, I want to uh, tell you about some big doings that are happening out at uh, the Mescal movie set. Uh, this is all happening next month. Uh, Forey J. Smith, he plays Lloyd Pierce in the television show uh, Yellowstone. He'll be out at um, uh, the Mescal movie set, um, basically because that's the location that started his film career. He's donating he's some from time. This part of the country. Yeah, he's donating his time to uh, support the renovation of the movie set. That's happening on November five. At uh, that? November five. Oh, okay. That's next month. This is still October, sir. Well, I, I had I had it from the website. Of okay. The yeah, no, November five at okay. uh, one p.m. And to find out more, go to mescalmovieset.com, mescalmovieset.com. Now, the other big thing that's happening out at the uh, uh, Mescal Movie Set, they're going to be honoring Red Wolverton. Uh, he is uh, Red Cloud Wolverton, known in the cattle country. He's been a working cowboy and a horseman all his life and turned his love of horses into motion picture livestock business, working in films such as Tombstone, Posse, The Alamo, Stagecoach, and Into the West. And uh, his day is happening November 12 from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. out at the Mescal Movie Set. And go to mescalmovieset.com to find out much more. And I have a footnote to that. Okay. I was looking at a copy of his book. I can't tell you the name of it. But in uh, 1976, he took his family, went back to St. Joseph, Missouri, and he took a stagecoach. And they went west, cross-country, along the old Oregon Trail, up through... You know, all that country. Yeah, yeah. It took about six months. The book is about, oh, How I'd cool. say almost four inches thick. How cool! And it's full of photographs and just and it's just tipping him and the missus's journal. Wow. And his daughter helped with the helped with uh, compiling everything. Nice. You know, with the thing. And I don't know if the book is out is out is still available. Yeah. But I'll tell you what. Look up Red Wolf, Red Cloud, Wolverton, Wolverton. And see if his book is listed, okay. because I'll guarantee you, if you love Western Americana, modern Western Americana, you're not going to go any better. That's right. Todd Roberts, tell us the story about Thel Reed. So, uh, for about two years now, uh, the great knife maker Jeff Mutz, who is going to be a future guest on our show and a friend of Harry's and mine, and soon to be a friend of Bunker's, uh, he and I were talking, we've been friends for uh, several years, and I was telling him a story about Thel Reed, and um, 
uh, he loves the film Tombstone. And I said, well, my good friend Thel Reed was the armorer and gun coach on that film. And I was telling him stories about Thed, Thel Reed, who was a former Marine and the fastest draw in the world, mm-hmm. even to this day. Um, I know that uh, the Cisco kid uh, disagrees with me, but they've never <laughs> gone against each other, so that, that that argument is still viable. Live um, ammo. <laughs> yeah, live ammo. They both only shoot live ammo, so that's the difference. Uh, and um, I was talking, I was telling this story that that uh, uh, um, Thel Reed had told me about Jim Bowie and uh, how at the Sand Creek. Um, uh, uh, fight where he took on three guys who literally had him down on the ground face down in the dirt and pistol whipped him and kicked him and beat him and left him you know unconscious he somehow got back up took his knife and killed one disabled the other and ran the third off and they all three had pistols he just had two knives <laughs> and uh, but that's another story for another show being uh, a great Jim Bowie story and Jeff Mutz got so inspired that he decided to make that knife, Jim Bowie's field knife, for Thel Reed. And uh, it, I guess patience is a virtue. My mother was right. And I held out, and we finally gave it to him yesterday at Joe Musso's house, who's also a friend and a guest of the show. And uh, it's probably the only time I ever saw Thel Reed speechless. Uh, somebody who can talk a mile a minute, we know, uh, when we had him on the show. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and has more stories than, than most people have uh, quarters or hairs on their head more in their pockets. The and uh, Yeah. And uh, it was just a it was just a great afternoon, and he got the knife, and um, uh, he brought his friend, uh, who's a law enforcement officer, quite a interesting individual himself, and he showed up with two bottles of Dewar's Black Label, mm-hmm. Black Black Barrel, mm-hmm. Black Barrel, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, I, as I said, uh, I think Harry said, "Well, was it any good?" And I said, "Well." Um, <laughs> Let me put it this way: Bunker would have been uh, would have been singing and dancing with no shirt on. Yep, that's how good it was. Yep, her. Yeah. So oh, he always did that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Susan, for telling us all the stories that we don't know there about are, Bunker. There, there are receipts, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, Susan, careful of those skeletons you shake out of the closet. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Actually, I. You, I have no skeletons I'm ashamed of. Yeah, that you know of anyway. That's because you don't have any closets, Bunker. You live in a very small house. No, he has no closet space. That's because all yeah. his books are in there. Yeah, yeah there's I, books in there. Yeah. I'll tell you what, there's one thing for sure. You'll never find me coming out of the closet. There the, well, there you go. Arr, arr, arr. Okay. Uh, all right, all right. Susan McRae, casting uh, yes. director and uh, entrepreneur, radio host, podcast host. And here come the, uh, here's the studio audience uh, saying, hey. The Susan McRae fan club. It is. And uh, so the book, the new, the latest book, you've got one out already, a children's book, Harry's Piano. And, yes. and now this one, Patty Platypus 2. And, uh, you know, th- this one, the trailer that you sent uh, that's Very available lovely. on YouTube is most excellent. The, the, oh, thank you. The illustrations... As I emailed back to you, Susan, the illustrations remind me of the Richard Scarry books that uh, we used to get for our kids when they were uh, growing up. So 
right. in, in terms oh. of in terms of uh, this particular uh, tome, Patty Platypus. Tome. Why, 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 why the book? The book actually is about the challenge of being different. Now, I know that there are, you know, I've cast a lot of children uh, on Little House and Father Murphy, and which, of course, we shot in Tucson. Yes. Uh, But I must say that uh, having worked with a lot of children as I have, I realize that kids go through a lot of problems if they don't seem to fit in quite right. Mm-hmm. Um, they they feel, you know, this book is like encourages the acceptance of, of others that that actually makes them feel self confident and and it helps them achieve goals that we all set ourselves uh, to to have. Mm-hmm. I think it's really important, and I'm sure a lot of people know this, that it's positive to have self-esteem and to recognize everyone is different. I mean, look at look at Bunker, mm, and those you. differences. Thanks for looking at me. Yeah, and and those I try to look at him through <laughs> You could do a whole book about him. You betcha, I could. Bunker's but, book. But you know, you know, those differences make us special. They make us special, and yeah. that's what this book is about. That is cool. I mean, uh, along with the seriousness and everything, there is a bit of humor in it. And as you said, the illustrations are really fantastic. They're by David Calabrese. He is absolutely an incredible illustrator. And he also is an animator, which is what I'm going to be working on to uh, animate the book mm-hmm. uh, based on this book and uh, have it as a an animation series which I'm looking forward to working on that is cool and, and uh, have you pitched it to any of the uh, kid networks at this point? Or? I have done that mm-hmm. and I'm continuing to do that uh, there are a lot of wonderful ones out there you just have to select the right ones you know mm-hmm. uh, but you know uh, kids are great and I do want to say one thing. Um, I am now an advocate for Kids Play Children's Museum. It's in Connecticut. It's an incredible place with amazing exhibits, with amazing things. So if you're ever back east, you really have to go there. It's really a fantastic place. And uh, I think all of this... um, is, you know, the book is really for people who uh, have challenges and and children who aren't the typical child who fits right in, you know, and and there are a lot of lot of kids like that. Well, and um, especially in this day and age, uh, this political age, where we got one group of people saying, yeah, you can do this, and uh, that's totally against what family has always been about, and so... And right. teaching it in school. And, and teaching it in school to, to boot. Uh, exactly. Which ought, to, which ought to piss off a lot of people, or should piss off a lot of people. Like you well, and me. Well, yeah. yeah. I <laughs> mean, but, you but, know... But the point is that this, this book talks... To to that to that particular audience as well, I would think, doesn't it? It does, and also I just want to say there's a lullaby in the book, mm-hmm. 
which I wrote, and the lyrics are in the book, so you can sing along with it. Oh, cool. Uh, and uh, it's got, what do they call it, a GR code, I think. No, a, Q, and you a QR just, code. QR code, yeah. I'm sorry, yeah. a QR code, and you could just glance over it, you know, and it, it plays like a music box. Oh, cool. And so that accompanies whoever wants to sing with it. It's oh, cool. really lovely. I, I gotta say, it's a perfect holiday book. Yeah, you are your father's daughter. You know, you are you are your father's daughter. I am. I yeah. am that. So, hey, is, is, is the book out right now, or is it coming the out? The book is the book is going to be out okay. the first week in November. Okay. And I will have more information about its release uh, on the website for okay. pattyplatypus.com. Okay. All right. In time for Christmas. Yeah. Perfect. Yes. Excellent. Perfect. Excellent. I have a question here for you because it, 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 it struck me when you were talking about, you know, casting Little House and Father Murphy. Uh, and I, I, I thought, you know, you were the perfect person to be doing that. You know, you had a, a background of art history and psychology in college. And I've worked with a lot, of, I won't say worked with, but I, I, I went before a lot of casting directors. And an awful lot of them, I don't believe, would be capable to really do a, an honest, fair job with kids. Mm. And I think you are probably one of the very few out there that did such an outstanding spectacular job because you look at the kids that worked on Little House and Father Murphy and and those kids were like they were like they belong there well Melissa yeah. Gilbert let's talk about Melissa Gilbert <laughs> I mean, right there yeah. well you know we we had a wonderful group of, of kids and I gotta say as as a kid I I grew up around a lot of actors because my dad had a show in New York and I was a little girl, and most of my, well, I didn't have a lot of children friends. I had grown up. I, actors were my friends. Mm -hmm. And what I would see are, you know, on off days and uh, breaks during, during the shows, they, the actors would go out for interviews, and they'd come back. Some would be unhappy. Some would be depressed. And, and, you know, years later, I thought to myself, if I ever get the opportunity to, to cast people, that's adults and children, I could never intimidate people like they were intimidated. But look, it's such an insecure field anyway, mm, right. and, and everybody is competing all the time, and... If you have somebody behind them and, and giving them that extra uh, help, it, it helps make the, the performer better. Sure. And yeah. I, uh, I've been very fortunate to work with someone as great as Mike Landon and as great as Kent McRae. And to work with people like that who give everyone the opportunity to be as good as they can be uh, without keeping them in a box, so to speak. Mm -hmm. um, I'm very lucky that way. We were very fortunate. Yeah, it's just amazing. I think it's great that, that you're doing this book. And uh, I don't, do you think there's a future for you as a children's author? 
Well, I love doing it, and as a matter of fact, I was asked. I was actually asked to do the next next episode of this uh-huh. book, uh-huh. Um, and it's going to. You'll love the title. You oh, ready? Yep. Oh, yeah. It's called Henry. Well, I forgot my own title. Henry. <laughs> Holy smoke! What's my what's my next book? Step? Well, you're gonna to have to wait. For okay, my next we'll wait book. for it. Okay. You're building you're building up the suspense and tension. This is oh like, my gosh! I've got how goosebumps. Awful is that? This is true Hollywood. Yeah, how can goosebumps. I probably, how can I how can I push a book that I don't even know? Well, when you're ready to start doing the animation, and if you have any uh, any uh, pull on it. And uh, you need to cast a couple of coots to uh, to do some voices for you. Uh, just think of us. <laughs> oh, oh! By the well, way, Susan. absolutely, absolutely. That's a wonderful idea, actually. And you know, actually, I was a kid once. Yeah, he was. You're I, kidding. I, I saw it on his resume. And uh, this, no. is, this is the funny thing. I, uh, people still tell me I'm childish. Well, you know, we won't go into that. Why not? <laughs> I'm going to have to send you to your corner. Uh, Which right, corner? The, that one. Yeah, uh, I, I, you know, I lived in a roundhouse. Yeah, I, You right. can't corner me in a roundhouse. Susan, you see what I'm stuck with? I'm so sorry. <laughs> all right, we're going to do That's our... That's all right, Susan. This is why we drink so much. Yeah, indeed, yeah. I don't drink. I got it. It's Henry Hippo. Oh, there you go. No, Henry oh, Hippo. Henry Hippo. Oh, we know, right. Bunker, you don't drink. It's Harry and I that drink too much. <laughs> and that's the reason why we do. <laughs> yeah, and, and I just found I just found out that Todd uses the excuse that he drinks for me, too. Well, you know... So he, <laughs> Harry has one and Todd has two. Well, and, and, well, I don't allow anything to go to waste. See, yeah. that's it. Uh, we'll be. We got to do our first commercial break here. We're talking with uh, Susan McRae, author, entrepreneur, casting director, and uh, general nice lady. <laughs> here on Himmel Francis Voices of the West. What a segue! Thank you. We'll be back after these messages. Arizona, the land of cattle, copper, and cowboys. It's also the true west where a large number of westerns were filmed. For your next vacation, come out to where Wyatt Earp made a name for himself as a highly respected sheriff. Stay where Jimmy Stewart filmed Winchester 73. That would be the White Stallion Ranch. Situated in the mountains just northwest of Tucson, the White Stallion Ranch is an award-winning dude ranch with 43 guest rooms and the Hacienda. That's a five-bedroom, three-bathroom home, perfect for larger families, family reunions, and girlfriend getaways. Every guest room has a private patio with views of the cactus gardens, mountains, or corrals. Generous floor plans offer sunny, comfortable rooms, but you won't want to stay in your room. Outdoor activities are plentiful at the White Stallion Ranch. Horseback riding, hiking, shooting, archery, rock climbing, e-biking, and a weekly ranch rodeo are among the numerous activities that you'll enjoy on your ranch vacation. Go Western for your next getaway. The White Stallion Ranch. Book your vacation now online at whitestallionranch.com or call 520-297-0252. 
Are you looking for a smart way to invest your hard-earned dollars? Look no further than Wilkinson Wealth Management. This is an investment firm that works for you based on your expectations, not what the stock market says. This is a firm that wants you as a client, not just as a customer. This is a firm that lets you design a portfolio for when you need it. It's a new name, but the same great service you've come to expect. I, Miss Wilkinson, is now Wilkinson Wealth Management, 7411 East Tankaverde in Tucson, 520-777-1911. Watch Old West silent movies anytime at VoicesOfTheWest.net. America, let me tell you about Sergeant Greg Anderson. Served two tours in Afghanistan, Bronze Star and Purple Heart recipient, and unemployed. The unemployment rate among transitioning service members is unacceptably high, much higher than the general population. Veterans are a proven commodity. They're mature, reliable, and hardworking. They deserve a chance to get back to work after serving their country. Do you really want to honor a veteran? Hire one. Go to legion.org slash honor veterans to find out how you can help. All right, listeners, you like Westerns, right? I mean, you do listen to this program. So you want a chance to tell the rest of the world which Westerns you think are the best? I'm always ready to back up whatever I say. Here's how. Email us your picks for your top five Westerns. Tell us why you think those five are the best cowboy movies. You got any more you want to say on the subject? Each month, we'll pick one entry and offer you the chance to talk about your choices as a guest on our live stream and resulting podcast of the Voices of the West program. Pretty simple, right? We want to hear from you. We have our men scouring the valley. Email your list to bestwesterns, voicesofthewest at gmail.com. I guess that's all we need to hear. You're not going no place. You murderer. Hold on. I'll take care of Steve. What's the matter? What's going on? You killed my father. I did what? You heard me or are you denying you even saw my father this morning? No, I saw him. I was with him when he was shot, but I didn't have any... been fired recently, too. Well, sure it has. I find that the outlaws are killed, Foster. What outlaws? I never saw any. Nobody did. You killed my father. I've heard enough. Let's string him up. Hold on, gents. Keep out of this, stranger. And you too, Sheriff. We'll deal with him. And I'll get a rope. This is the Voices of the West. Ramble on, get along the trail, hurry on. Ain't phony, ramble on. Can't do a show without playing some Ray Whitley, you know? Oh, that's for sure. You know, that's, that was so interesting, that clip. Yeah. That reminded me, I was in the old buckskin bar here one time, yep. and this grizzly bear came in carrying a gun. Yep. And he was looking for a fellow, and the bartender says, why are you doing that? He says, I'm looking for the feller who shot my paw. <laughs> <laughs> We're here all, here week, all folks. week, please tip your waitresses, and I'm here twice on Sundays. <laughs> Welcome back to another edition of Abel Franzi's Voices of the West. Harry Alexander Bunker to France, Todd Roberts in Los Angeles. Susan McRae is our guest, and she's on the phone uh, from uh, the L.A. area. Actually, probably San Luis Obispo. Is that where you, isn't that where you live, Susan? No, I'm in Westlake Village. Okay. She's in the beautiful San Fernando <clears throat> Valley. Hey, at least I was... You're out by my one of my favorite barbecues, Susan. You're out there by the Thun Oaks Meat Locker. Oh, my goodness, yes. That's right. Don't Absolutely. tell him where you live, With Susan. Buffalo, He'll be over. Hang <laughs> sausages in the cooler. <laughs> I think I'm coming out to see you, Susan. I'm uh, dragging Nola. There you go. Now. There you go. You're we're going to buy you lunch, welcome. Susan, and I'm going to get you drunk, and you're going to tell me all you're the secrets welcome. about welcome. all the shows. 
<laughs> so Susan, I got to ask you this. Um, it's just it's it's a question that I always ask people that are actors or have dealt with actors a lot or had to deal with them on a constant basis. You know, there's an argument that rages even in the acting community today between method acting and Stanislavski method. And I just right. wanted, I don't need, I'm not asking you ever to name any names, although we welcome them, because then we put them on the website. But, uh, you know, if you wanted to venture into talking about the two methods and what you found easier and what you found more difficult or vice versa. And don't forget Sanford Meiser <laughs> and Stella Adler. Listen, let me tell, let me tell you something. Uh, Actors do what they feel is best for themselves, and mm -hmm. if if they feel that they are are doing it a certain way and it makes them comfortable and it makes them most believable and not looking like they're acting but they're being a real person, that's the most important thing to me. Um, you know, I've had so many interviews with actors who just aren't believable and to me if you watch something on television or you go watch something uh, in a film if you see a character that you can say I felt that way once or you know he felt that way or he talked to me like that or whatever then you're doing a good job if you look at somebody and you, you, you sense that they're reading something or they're not real, they're just not real, it doesn't work. It just doesn't work. And, and I, 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 I don't know what method is best for each individual, but as I said earlier, everyone is their own person and everyone feels... If they feel emotional about a certain way of acting, that's the best way for themselves. You know, Susan, our good friend Victor French gave some of the finest classes oh, that were ever done. And I kept it's the most best notes I ever kept in my life. And he used to always say, he says, acting isn't about acting. It's about what you're feeling and right. what you make other people say. He says, when you say a line like, you reach out and you shake hands with somebody and you say, God, I'm so happy to see you. And then you wipe your hand and your shirt. That says more than what your words say. Yeah, yeah. It's of that, course it says. It, and that's what I think acting is. It's about the opinion. The actor's yes, opinion, the audience's opinion. So it did is. you, I'm sure over time, Susan, when you would cast somebody in a very small role and the actor might have been feeling like they were bigger than that role did you ever feel or maybe say even you know there are no small parts just small actors well shakespeare said that uh, well, stanislavski actually, said it stanislavski yeah. said it <laughs> i never said it yeah no i'll tell you something uh i had an experience once with an actor nothing personal and it was really something it was a scene I had Michael Landon always said to me if we have one line and we have to cast somebody he said how do you feel about that and I said well I won't read it I'm not going to make an actor come in and read 
I mean, that's absolutely ridiculous for one line. However, we always felt that we give that one line to someone who really needs it, who really, you know, is short for the insurance and all that. So I used to do that. Now, having said that, there was oh, yeah. there was a gentleman who came in and I said, I have only one line to say. And the line is, he slept in the store. He couldn't He couldn't go home. He slept in the store. Okay? That's all he had to say. That man said that line as if he were John Wayne. Hmm. He breathed that sigh, you know. Every, every word was that, you know what I mean? Hmm. Interesting. And I thought, oh my gosh, this is awful. What am I doing? And I, I literally coughed through every time Michael made him take it again. We went through maybe about 20 takes of that one line so that it would at least sound like something mm -hmm. somebody would say. Right. And I... I was so upset about it because I felt that I did something to Michael because it's not fair. It's just not fair. And I thought to myself from then on, when somebody comes in for one line, I'm just going to throw it away and you just, I just say to them, why don't you say, just say to me such and such, right? And I said, do me a favor, when you get in front of the camera, please say that. Now, this guy actually did think he was a major star. He was a major guy. How dare I give him one lousy line? And he proved to me that I could really be fooled. And I must say that it took at least 15 years later for Mike Landon to bring it up to me hmm. because he didn't want to say anything until a long time afterwards. Mike looked at me and he said, do me a favor, cast that one line so you don't have to cough through it anymore. <laughs> well, he told me, and I never coughed through a line again. Believe me, I hmm. didn't. And I was very careful. So. In answering to your question, I hope that answered you, but yes, I have experienced an actor like that. Mm. Yeah, it's, 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 I think all of us have. You spend any time in the business, somebody will come on, and because of, of health or just because of mental state or whatever, uh, or bad day, and, and then sometimes you have a director who's a, a real jerk, uh, and it just... It, it's sad because it's really punishing somebody for something that they love to do, but for for the fates, they're not just able to do it that day. Yeah, yeah, I know. It, it's a tough business, right? Mm -hmm. It's a tough business. But uh, the tough make it. There you go. Or they go shopping. Hey, I got to share Or they go shopping, one, one of the two. <laughs> what? Let me share with you one thing. You know, I used to have stacks and stacks of submissions from actors. You know, the 8x10s used to come in. Nowadays, everything is on the Internet. But then, 
I mean, I I was always afraid to throw away a picture for fear I would come up with a part for that person. There's no way I could get, put it in the trash can. It just broke my heart. I couldn't do it. So I would keep all these stacks and stacks. One day a picture came in and I, there was one that I could not toss or get rid of because let me tell you about this picture. And it's a wonderful idea because I had to have him in. And usually I wouldn't have an interview unless somebody was represented by an agent. But this guy wasn't, and I had to bring him in. Why? The picture was the back of his head. <laughs> now, you know as well as I do, I had to see what this guy looked like. Sure, yeah. <laughs> and I called... And I brought him in. I said, I just want to tell you how great that picture is. <laughs> because there's no way there's a, a casting director who wouldn't call you in. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes, no question. That's, a, that's, that's good marketing. Well, here's a, here's a Victor story for you. I had I had a bunch of 8x10 shot, and I had one shot left on the on the thing. And the guy said, well, what do you want to do? And I said, I don't know. So I stuck my finger in my nose like I was picking my nose, and I said, take it. He did, right? So I'm looking at the proofs, and it was goofy. So I, I, I printed up a copy, right? right? I show it to Victor. And this is a wise man. He says, that's the one you should be sending out. And put a note on it when you're picking an actor. Pick me. <laughs> Oh. Oh. Did did you? No. Oh. I'm chicken. No. Oh. I, I, yeah. I, I I knew that if I sent it to Susan, uh, I'd never she'd never speak to me again. So that's absolutely right. <laughs> All right, we're going to take our next commercial break. And uh, before I forget, you may have heard in the last break of one of the uh, spots we did about uh, the best westerns contest it's not really a contest but uh it allows our it's listeners a challenge. it's a challenge it allows our listeners to submit their five best westerns and then we'll talk about them and on the show participating and, in the yeah, show yeah it's participating and we'll have that the person on we've gotten some pretty doggone good entries so they're wow. going to be they're going to be coming up here shortly this is your chance for for, for stardom on star, voices of the west stardom on, and hey you can go much larger but you know it, it's a start it's a start <laughs> You could have your own podcast. See, we'll be back with... It doesn't look that good on a resume, but don't worry about that. Okay. We'll be back with our messages after those messages. Can you even imagine switching back to pen and paper to run your business? Every year, we become more and more dependent upon our technology. If your network is not set up properly, you're just one click or one email away from losing data critical to your operation. Arizona Computer Guru offers a host of services to prevent and protect you from disaster. From online backup services to email filtering to fully managed network services, Arizona Computer Guru is here to keep your network secure, your data safe, and your budget in the black. To schedule your free consultation, call 304-8300. The Tucson Trap and Ski Club dates from 1948 and is now at 7800 West Old Ajo Highway. The club owns 80 acres and leases 300 more from Pima County that supports 50 trap fields, 15 ski fields, two five-stand fields, two sporting plays courses with 12 stations each, a 9,000-square-foot clubhouse, 200 full-service RV hookups for members, and free Wi-Fi. This expansive facility gives enough room to host major national and international events annually, bringing thousands of people to the community. Check it out at TucsonTrapAndSkeet.com. You've got some cattle you want, Russell, but don't have enough henchmen of your own to do the job. Little lady up the road apiece won't strike a deal with you about water rights. You out there! 
come one step near and old Bess here will spit right in your eye. So you need to strike your own deal, but you need the right henchman to do the job. The stage is hauling a Wells Fargo box loaded with gold. You've got the perfect spot to liberate that gold, but blank henchman to pull off the job. What to do? You better start packing a handgun. Call Red a Hench. We're a bad guy rental agency. We provide you with enough scruffy henchmen to tackle any job with specific directions. Just listen to what Red a Hench users have to say. Well, you know, when I joined Red a Hench, I was trained by Bud Osborne, Charlie King, and some of the best head henches there ever was. And I'm going to guarantee you that you cannot hench without the proper henches around you. And that's just a gentle hench. When you need sheer numbers of henchmen, call us. We specialize in stage holdups, water right disputes, squatter troubles, cattle rustling, and much more. Our rent henchmen may not be able to think their way out of a paper bag, but they sure can follow directions, and they won't sing to the law about you if they get caught. See our ad in the Saturday Evening Post or Harper's Weekly. Hey, not only that, when you're in the Long Branch and you want to go next door to Doc's to get that bullet out of your shoulder, get a rent hench to sit there on your place and keep your whiskey warm while you're gone. rent hench when you need bad guys to do bad guy stuff so you can keep your hands clean. You let me do the work. Hi, folks. Stan Ivar here. It was John Carter on Little House. Little House, a new beginning to be exact. And you're listening to Voices of the West. on Emil Franzi's Voices of the West, Harry Alexander, Bunker de France, Todd Roberts in Los Angeles. Our guest is Susan McRae, casting director, author, radio host, podcast host, and uh, like I said, a good friend. All around nice lady. <laughs> and uh, I played Stan Ivor there just for you, Susan. Thank you. You Thank betcha. You so much. Because I want to talk about what you told us about earlier in the week that uh, the Autry is going to be honoring Little House on the Prairie as well as uh, the other Michael Landon uh, productions uh, coming up May 13th. Is that correct? May 13th at the Autry Museum. It's an afternoon, 1 to 4, and it's it's a tribute to Kent McRae, Michael Landon, and Little House on the Prairie. It's a beautiful place to have it. Yeah, beautiful place to have it. And uh, um, I don't know, we'll, maybe we'll send Todd over there since he's near the Autry. And, uh, Absolutely. It, it's going to be a wonderful. I'm uh, helping them put it together. We're going to have a lot of cast members. And we're going to uh, have little, um, oh, I don't know what you call them, maybe a little tribute, you know, little film clips of different mm-hmm, things. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's going to be a lot of fun for everybody. Yeah. A little emotional at times because, let's face it, it's the 50th anniversary this year of Little House. You know, and wow. <laughs> it's hard to believe, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It seems like it, it yesterday. We're not that old. I know, I know. I don't understand how this happens. the interesting thing, guys, <laughs> the interesting thing about it, it's still popular. It's yeah. still on the air. Yep. It's still playing more now than it ever did when it first came out because it's on every cable station. Yeah. It's absolutely incredible. It's yep. been playing here in Tucson on uh, the NBC sub-channel for uh-huh. a, at least 10 years. Yeah. Monday through Friday, uh, four episodes four episodes a day. Well, and Chaparral is apparently getting some play 
elsewhere because Bunker told me that he just got himself a, got a residual check that he went out and cashed and gassed up his truck with. What was it? Two cents. Uh, well, I'll put it, I'll put it this way. You know, generally when you fill up your truck, you know, it used to be you know like ten dollars. Now it's a hundred dollars, and I was able to put a quarter of a gallon of gas in. Is that right? Yeah. Oh. So what? Wh- why is the Autry uh, uh, bestowing this particular honor upon you guys? They felt it was time to honor Kent and to Michael um, because of all of the incredible work that both of them did for mm-hmm. Westerns right. um, and uh, their careers. And uh, Maxine Hansen, who is Mr. Autry's executive assistant who is a lovely lovely lady uh got in touch with me um and we were uh, talking about this and she said i've wanted to do this for a long time and uh she said i spoke to mrs autry and she said she loved little house Mm -hmm. and she would love to do it Mm -hmm. so they picked a date that we were all available and there you go you know, it's it's so interesting because you look at the career of Kent, which is really the history of early television right up to date, and then you look at uh, Michael's career, which was you know at the early early stages of the, the, the westerns in TV, yeah, yeah. and up through and then the Little House and Highway to Heaven, and you have you have a gentleman there who's his his gift, what he gave, you know, his screenwriting, his directing. Uh, when he was doing Bonanza, he was a student of all of this stuff. He was watching at the directors. He was writing scripts, you know, when everybody else was over playing uh, hearts or gin, you know. He was, and he just, he is a piece of of television history that you, you find very few people that can compare it to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You're absolutely right. And, you know, you put them together, the two, yeah. Kent well, and Michael. Deputy. Of course, Mike, Mike always called Kent the brother he never had, yeah. which, <laughs> which is true. And so, you know, the two of them together in, the, in their own expertise is just was amazing, yeah. really amazing. And then Don... And Two of the kindest people. And then Don, you know, uh, when he when he christened uh, Kent Big Daddy, he named him for all of us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, BD he called him. Yeah. <laughs> that is great. Mm. So Susan, I have to ask you. I didn't realize that you and I have something gravely in common. We both yeah. went to University High School. You're kidding, really? Yes, I ha- I still have my Warriors Letterman jacket. No it's made for, way. As it turns out, it's made for a twelve-year-old boy, <laughs> which I about a th- maybe a, a tenth of me could fit into it. Um, you went to Uni High. Yeah, and you and you know who else went there? At the same time. No, a little older than us. She went there for a very short period of time. Judy Garland. Well, I do know a lot of them. <coughs> yeah, yeah. I so, know yeah. Liza Minnelli was there. Yes, in her yeah. short time, yeah. <laughs> and I do know Sandy D was there. Yeah. <coughs> All you singers were there. Yeah. 
So it's just it, it's a, I, I noticed that, and I thought I thought it was. I don't come in uh, come into contact with many university warriors, but uh, I'm glad to know <laughs> well, that I where, have one in you. Well, wait a minute. Where did you live? We lived on uh, uh, Sunset and uh, uh, Veteran. Oh, right. Oh, well, of course you went to Uni High then. So, yes. so I'll be darned. So, who, who's going to do the fight song? <coughs> Well, I haven't no, drank enough was, to do I it. Was, I was a cheerleader. I didn't oh, sing give us a at cheer. the time. Give us a cheer, Susan. <laughs> well, let's see. We got the T-E-A-M that's on the B-E-A-M. We got the team that's on the beam that's really hep to the jive. Come on, uni. Skin them alive. I love it. <laughs> Whoa. Hey, hey, look at that. John, I was, re- I was ready to go out and tackle the quarterback. I know. <laughs> He's putting his pads on. I haven't said that, I haven't said that in years. Now, Susan, I have, to, I have another question here if you went to uni. Do yeah. you remember Ketchies? Ketchies? K-E-T-C-H-E-I-E-S? A little hamburger stand. Oh, yes, yes. Was that on Santa Monica Boulevard? Just about a half a block south of Santa Monica Boulevard, yes. Oh, okay. Yes. Todd knows all the spots in L.A. Do you remember Goody Goody? Of course I remember Goody Goody. Oh, boy, that was good. Todd never forgets a place he's ate at. (laughs) Right. Well, yeah, you know, they, they say about detectives, they never forget a face. I never forget a plate of food. He has but a, that's another story. He has a T-shirt from every place we've ever eaten. Yeah. I see. Well, well just, so you, just so you guys know, you you may be university warriors, but I'm a Rio Dosa warrior. There you go. Okay. And we were state Good champions. Deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here we go. Another Dreyfus story. Yeah, but you never you All never right. got to go to Ketchy's. Where he made you the combo. No, our, taco our football team was full of catches. And he we put the hamburger under the, under the hot lamp while oh, you well. ate your taco so it stayed warm. Oh, jeez. No, but you know where Victor French and I used to go? We used to go to Ships. Remember yes. Ships? Oh. Oh, I love Ships. They had the yeah, toaster see? at the table. That's right. They had a toaster at the table. Absolutely. Every table. Yeah. Every table had its own toaster. Every time I walked in that restaurant, it smelled like burnt toast. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. That's right, Susan. (laughs) Hey, listen, I got to tell people, it's Patty Platypus. This one's for you. It's a good book. I don't want to forget to talk about it. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. If you want to do some promos right now, then it'll give us some time to fool around. Yeah, well, it'll be available um, at all the major book selling places. Uh, the first week of November, find it, get it, and uh, give it to your kids. And it's really great. Uh, read it, it to them. Read read to your children. That is yes. the best thing to do. You know, I'll be practicing my platypus voice. Yes, indeed, he shall. And uh, while he does that, we're going to take our final commercial break, and then find out what else Susan McRae is up to what these days. So much. <laughs> we'll be back right after these important messages. Stay tuned here on Emil Franzi's Voices of the West. 
Arizona, the land of cattle, copper, and cowboys. It's also the true west where a large number of westerns were built. For your next vacation, come out to where Wyatt Earp made a name for himself as a highly respected sheriff. Stay where Jimmy Stewart filmed Winchester 73. That would be the White Stallion Ranch. Situated in the mountains just northwest of Tucson, the White Stallion Ranch is an award-winning dude ranch with 43 guest rooms and the Hacienda. That's a five-bedroom, three-bathroom home, perfect for larger families, family reunions, and girlfriend getaways. Every guest room has a private patio with views of the cactus gardens, mountains, or corrals. Generous floor plans offer sunny, comfortable rooms, but you won't want to stay in your room. Outdoor activities are plentiful at the White Stallion Ranch. Horseback riding, hiking, shooting, archery, rock climbing, e-biking, and a weekly ranch rodeo are among the numerous activities that you'll enjoy on your ranch vacation. Go Western for your next getaway. The White Stallion Ranch. Book your vacation now online at whitestallionranch.com or call 520-297-0252. Are you looking for a smart way to invest your hard-earned dollars? Look no further than Wilkinson Wealth Management. This is an investment firm that works for you based on your expectations, not what the stock market says. This is a firm that wants you as a client not just as a customer. This is a firm that lets you design a portfolio for when you need it. It's a new name, but the same great service you've come to expect. Imus Wilkinson is now Wilkinson Wealth Management, 7411 East Tancoverde in Tucson, 520-777-1911. Read classic Western comics anytime at voicesofthewest.net. I'm Mr. Red. No doubt you've heard about rescue groups for dogs and cats. But did you know there's a rescue group for horses? That's right. It's called Horse It Around Rescue. Founders Steve Boyce and Teresa Worrell are helping out all those equine victims of neglect and cruelty by giving them a place to restore their health and wellness. And Horse It Around provides a nurturing and natural environment where horses can be horses, so they can be adopted out into forever homes. More than 120 horses, mules, and donkeys have been adopted out, but like everything else, it costs money to run the project. Horse It Around is a 501c3 nonprofit located in Southeast Arizona. Your tax-deductible donations to Horse It Around will go a long way so those horses can be horses. Check out the website, horseitaroundrescue.org. Make a difference in a horse's life. That's horseitaroundrescue.org. As we recognize the service of America's men and women in uniform, let's also honor the families who sacrifice so much every day. Military families endure frequent deployments and separations. They carry on while their loved ones are sent into harm's way and wait patiently for their safe return. If you really want to honor a veteran, look for ways to support their families and thank them for their sacrifices. Go to legion.org slash honor veterans to find out how you can help. All right, listeners, you like Westerns, right? You're darn to. I mean, you do listen to this program. So you want a chance to tell the rest of the world which Westerns you think are the best? I'm always ready to back up whatever I say. Here's how. Email us your picks for your top five Westerns. Tell us why you think those five are the best cowboy movies. You got any more you want to say on the subject? Each month, we'll pick one entry and offer you the chance to talk about your choices as a guest on our live stream and resulting podcast of the Voices of the West program. Pretty simple, right? 
We want to hear from you. We have our men scouring the valley. Email your list to bestwesterns, voices of the west at gmail.com. I guess that's all we need to hear. Listen here, stranger. We don't stand for that kind of stuff around here. Well, I've heard sheriffs talk that way before. Well, this is one that means. What's your business? My business? Oh, I don't know. I rob banks, hold up trains, do a little okay. second-story work, play the saxophone. Well, you better come with me. I haven't got anything to do right now. This is the Voices of the West. Hi, bar stranger. It's a mighty fine treat and a pleasure to meet you. Hi, bar stranger. Mighty proud to be here and a pleasure to greet you. These old wranglers extend the welcome hands. We're back on Abel Francie's Voices of the West. Harry Alexander, Bunker to France, and Todd Roberts with you. We're streaming to you live from the White Stallion Ranch as we do every Saturday. That's uh, Hi Thou Stranger, the Kingsman, and uh, that's from one of the one of the very few uh, movies, happy uh, movies, in which there were uh, singers. Singers, yeah. and you know, I'm suspicious of anybody to follow a sheriff anywhere. Well, you know, uh, but you yeah. know what? I have while well, we were listening to your promo uh-huh. for, for contestants, uh-huh. I thought who would be a better contestant to give us five. V- versions of what she thinks might be, you know, as I said, she yep. uh, would be uh, contenders. And Susan, I am personally inviting you to join us and send us your selections, for you too can be a winner on the big show. That's right. Wow. <laughs> we'll even throw in now a bottle. That's ex- oh, wait a minute, that's exciting. Hey, we'll even throw in a bottle of Jack Daniels to, uh, to boot. No, that's, that's, that's the bribery. Airplane. That's the airplane size, but that's okay. Okay. I believe in bribery. It's the only way to get to a person's true character. That's the only way you can get from one town to another is by bribing. <laughs> oh, driving. you guys. Come on. Susan McRae, what the hell else are you up to besides uh, writing books and uh, doing uh, your radio show? Well, you know what? Yeah, your okay, radio show. I'm going to tell you. I am going to tell you what I'm doing. I am helping produce a incredible illusionist show mm. in Connecticut. Okay. It, uh, she is absolutely sensational. It's in July, uh, July the 8th at the Warner Theater. In it, So if anybody mm. is around Lit, the Litchfield Hills in the northwest corner of Connecticut, they can go to Kids Play Children's uh, museum, and I'm telling you right now, it's going to be a sensational. She's absolutely sensational, and uh, her name is Lynn Dillies, and it's July 8th, a fabulous illusion show right. at the Warner Theater. Terrific, absolutely how, terrific. How cool. And uh, we're going to have some, uh, you talk about giveaways, we're, we're going to have a, a <laughs> Terrific! We're going to give away a car for heaven's Whoa. sake. Whoa! Wow! What's up? What's behind it, door number three? <laughs> hey, is, is that is that the theater that can't help endow? Yes, it is. I think not the Warner. He didn't oh. endow that. Uh, yeah. It's the Kent McRae Theaters at University of Hartford. Oh, okay, yeah, I knew it was one. Back yeah. There, well, your 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 dad had something uh, uh, with somewhere in Hartford there, didn't he? My dad has his memorabilia of his career. That's it. 
at yeah. the Hart School in Hartford, yeah. and that is actually because of Kent, yeah. because uh, Kent and I were uh, still are regents at the uh, lifetime regents at the University of Hartford. It's a wonderful place to visit. I'm telling you right now. You know, but I I really think. Oh, you know what you should know? I really need to tell you this. Mm-hmm. You know Emil Franzi, obviously, mm-hmm. obviously, the founder of your station, correct? Oh, yes. My dearest friend's maiden name, this is her middle name, is Franzi, mm-hmm. and it's Cheryl Franzi Clacco. And when she saw that name, when I sent her this that I was going to be on today, mm-hmm. she said, oh, my gosh, that's my middle name. Wow. That's cool. Any relation that you know? I don't know, but yeah. you'll be the first to know. Okay. okay. You know, Susan, the next time we get together personally, I want to sit down with you and give you my personal pitch on what I think would be probably one of the most outstanding westerns ever made. Mm-hmm. It is a continuation of the High Chaparral. Oh, I, I will go no you. further at this point. I've told Henry, uh, Harry that a couple of times, and I think it's a concept that yep. will blow everybody's mind. And it's most excellent as well, and uh, we've already got cast figured out for it, too. Um, uh, you, you cannot be big, John, because he's dead by this well, time. Uh, yeah. Uh, your radio show. So getting... I have one. Go ahead, Todd. I have one serious question for Susan. Being that you were married to Kent for all those years and he was from Connecticut, can you please explain to me this thing about taking the slice of pizza and dunking it in ranch dressing? <laughs> I don't what? understand, Susan. I'm looking for help here. <laughs> I'm glad you finally asked a serious question. <laughs> yeah, me too. I don't understand. <laughs> you don't understand. I'm Ten years later, I'm still confused. <laughs> I'm totally stumped by this question. I don't understand who ta- who orders ranch dressing when they're eating the pizza. What? Well, it's like ordering it's like ordering mayonnaise at a Chinese restaurant. Oh gosh, oh gosh, no, that's like having. I'll tell you what that's like having. That's like having mayonnaise on a corned beef sandwich. Oh please. Oh God, God I'm forbid that the, the Lord ever heard you say that. <laughs> All right. Anyway, anyway, your radio show Getting to Know You is still going on, correct? Actually, my radio show is called Kaleidoscope. Oh, uh, okay. Getting she, to she know- moved uh, on to another show. No, right. Yes, to, I'm looking at the old website. Called, That's why. It's called Kaleidoscope. It's on every Friday at 10 a.m. And uh, if you go to ksav.org. Mm-hmm which you can hear this Friday's right now, okay. or uh, you can go to my podcast, which is on mixcloud.com, and just search for my name. It'll pop up. I have some great guests. You do Absolutely have great, great. And, we, and, by, and uh, by the way, we're moving up to Mixcloud uh, as well. We are? Well, thanks, Great. thanks Thanks to Susan suggesting it. Oh. I already signed well, up for you. it and waiting for them to get back to me, and, and we'll be getting uh, getting, oh, get, getting yeah. her done. I'm glad we did this show. That's the only way I ever find out what's going on around here. <laughs> you know, that, that, that's true. Uh, Bunker doesn't get the newsletter. Uh, he always makes complaints to the HR department, and the HR department tells him to go pound sand. 
So you know, oh. that's why he's always hanging out at the at the rail yard because <laughs> right. he's always putting his ear to the rail, and, and there's nothing going. There's no trains anymore. Susan McRae, Susan McRae, thank you so much for joining us this afternoon. Appreciate it so much, and thank you again for such a wonderful time that we had uh, this morning uh, for the high oh, chaparral thing welcome. and uh, lunch out at the White Stallion. So yeah, so appreciate. Good Lord bless you. Uh, <laughs> just being such a good friend of the show, yes. and may your health continue to improve. Indeed. So thank, thank, thank you so you much. So we love fun. having you as a guest because you bring your own fan club. See, <laughs> See this I, is I the, this is the first I live go. audience we had. This is a uh, <laughs> this is a first. Oh, and we can't shut them up now. I know <laughs> they're out of control. We're gonna have to start giving them some money or something. They're, they're I guess they're gonna have their they're gonna have their own show. Soon. soon they're yeah their own they're, show they're, they're starting to act like the jerry springer thing they're fighting each other they're rolling around Chairs on the are floor, starting punching to each other and blowing their hair my this god well i love them all i love them all <laughs> next time we get together on able franzi's voices of the west it's movie saturday and we're doing australian westerns hi matey we're going to throw a western on the barbie there you go and that's it next time we get together here on Emil franzi's voices of the west 78 79 80 O's to all of you people. People. <laughs> yeah, whoever, whatever you are out there, goodbye and good night. So long. Thanks for listening to Emil Franzing's Voices of the West.